and we host Geek in the Streets. A podcast where we share knowledge with each other on different geek and nerd topics. So join us for the conversation. Starting now. Welcome to Geek in the Streets. I'm Ian. And I'm Arielle. And this is a podcast for the geek and the nerd subjects you love as if you are part of the conversation. Arielle, <laughs> what are we talking about today? Now you got you got it like almost, almost all the way no, through No, it's because there. before we started rolling, <laughs> she goes, don't forget your line. And if you've been listening to the past, I don't know, 10, I haven't. You've done good. But, uh... Because you said that, I was thinking about it. <laughs> okay, so this episode is an introduction to the Star Wars franchise. So, Is this where I sing, or have we kiboshed that? Oh yeah, do you want to do... No, you have to do my version, which is Star Wars. It is Star Wars. Time for Star Wars. Star Wars today. That's my version. You're doing the singing today. <laughs> um, anyways, um, my face is all red. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this episode, as I said, is just an introduction. We're really not going to get too much into plot and such, uh, you know, kind of a lot of details. Um, we are going to do later episodes, probably on like the individual... Each individual tri- movie. Well, I was thinking, we just talked about this before the thing, and you said trilogy, and now you're going to say movie? Oh, I thought you were talking in this episode. No! Oh. <laughs> we talked about it so we could be on the same page, and then you, you kiboshed me. Is that the word? Yeah, well, contact us at Geek in the Streets podcast. Uh, <laughs> you know, let us know what you want to hear. Um. Anyway, so check out um, our Instagram at Geek in the Streets. So the main reason we're doing today's podcast is we wanted to kind of talk about the different. Um, order you can watch Star Wars in. So either if you've never seen Star Wars before, or if you're trying to introduce someone to Star Wars, which we have some backstory into that, um, or if you're just a fan and you're trying to rewatch the magic of the series, um, we're going to talk about the different uh, ways that you could approach it. Because it's a pretty big undertaking. If you've never seen any of it, or if you're just kind of wet your toes into the water, um, it's a big undertaking. It's a, it's a big franchise. And I think, you know, when people go watch order, well, clearly you're going to watch them in the order that came out. Well, if you know anything about this particular franchise, that's not the order of the story. Or you could say, I'm going to watch them in order of the story. But then you're dealing with different time periods in which the movie was made. So that's why we came up with this idea of a watch order is to say, as a modern movie goer, if you've never been exposed to Star Wars, and you might even be anti-Star Wars. There's a lot of people out there that have not seen it, but because everyone talks about it so much, they're like, I hate Star Wars, you know? So uh, if you're one of those people, hopefully that we would provide you an order in which you could watch it and get into the Star Wars mythos without feeling bogged down. Well, and we'll just go ahead and jump off there with our backstory. The reason that we kind of have put a lot of thought into this is Sean's lovely girlfriend, Tara, was one of those people who had never seen a Star Wars movie. She was a sheltered youth. They only watched the movie Witches. <laughs> and, and well, in, in into her 30s, she still had not seen into it. Into her 30s, they only watched the movie Witches. And as a girlfriend <laughs> of a Bassett brother, you are exposed to a lot of nerdy, geeky topics. But you she stood no pretty firm on this. I will say, I think I'm the one who loosened her up and was like, Tara, we, we have to watch the movies. They're actually pretty darn good. Yeah. And so she relented. We're not all the way through all the movies yet, but we're pretty far. And so far, I, I think she's been enjoying it. I hate to speak for her, but um, she did not want to come on the podcast. <laughs> I have no problem doing so. She's loving it. Okay. Um, and so so that's kind of our inspiration here was, well, how did we introduce Tara to the series? And what are some ways that you can do that with your own friends and family? And hold them captive to do so. Also, it helps that we bribed her with food and stuff. So that's a good way to look at it, you know. Yeah, you know, not sure. meals and Not alcohol. sure how to convince someone of something. <laughs> Make a big meal and an event around yeah. it, you know, and then be like, by the way, we're also watching Star Wars. So one more note I wanted to make is that we're just talking about the live action movies. We will not be talking about the TV shows, book series, comics, uh, you know, because we really, we don't have time to get into how much we love The Mandalorian. So that'll come later. So yes, we're only talking about the watch order of the movies and touching on each movie. This is the way. (laughs) Ian. So. Had to. 
Let's first do a brief background on the Star Wars franchise. Again, not really plot, but just on the franchise itself. It all began way back in... So the original movies are described as an epic space opera. Um, Really, it was the first... When the first one came out, it was kind of the first movie of its kind, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It broke the mold on lots of uh, costume design, sets, props, effects, uh, storyline. It was just just kind of a new novel thing. It was created by George Lucas. And George Lucas was really drawing from his love of old serialized uh, shows such as Flash Gordon, mixing it up with the idea of Joseph Campbell's The Hero with a Thousand Faces and the idea of The Hero's Journey and uh, Seven Samurai. He was kind of putting all these things that he loved in a blender through his so it's not like inherently highly original but what came out was highly original and so he created the company lucas films um but now the rights to star wars are owned by walt disney company they bought them in 2012 for four billion dollars and as part of that deal i believe they also own uh everyone's firstborn yeah basically um so the estimated total value of the franchise is 70 billion dollars as of 2020 it's the fifth highest grossing media franchise worldwide and i thought this was funny it blows my mind well the the top four blow my mind it's Pokemon, Hello Kitty, Winnie the Pooh, and Mickey Mouse. So I would say Mickey Mouse. I was like, okay, because it's been around so long. And then... Winnie the Pooh is the one that threw me. Winnie the Pooh really threw me off. And then Pokemon and Hello Kitty. Uh, If you've never been into any sort of um, Asian-inspired fandom, you wouldn't know that. Same with like manga comics and stuff sell way more than American comics. Um, That culture, when they're into something, it's more widespread among the culture where here everything's so niche Mm -hmm. so like everybody in you know over in those asian countries tends to enjoy those so those make sense to me yeah um so the film franchise is broken into what's called the skywalker saga which is nine films from 1977 to 2019 and two anthology films 2016 to present so uh, let's get into those, unless there's anything else you want to say about George Lucas and the kind of No, we're background. doing, this is the about watch order. You told me it was watch order, so I'm not going to get into all the details. Okay, so the films were released as three sets of trilogies. So the original series, that's what I'm going to refer to them as, so that's why I'm saying original series, later dubbed episodes four, five, and six. You know, I should have said this earlier. One of the things when you asked me about George Lucas, if there was anything I wanted to say. You mean two seconds ago? Yeah, two seconds ago. Is that the idea is much like Tolkien or something like that. um, People claim, because George claimed in retrospect, that he had the nine episodes of the Skywalker saga all planned out in his head. And he just wanted to start at four, uh, five, and six to give it that serialized fashion. Much like he did with Indiana Jones to kind of like feel like you were slotting into an adventure like you would slot into those old serial like Flash Gordons whenever they would come on or something. Um, Do I believe that? No, I do not. But that's a story for when we dig into each individual trilogy, like you told me we were going to do. And then eventually, when we're like 600 episodes deep, we'll do each individual film. I think 600 episode deep, we would... That's... It's a lot of episodes. I'm Um, ready for it. So anyways, the original series. So the first one came out in 1977, and it's called A New Hope. Then we have The Empire Strikes Back, 1980. And then we have The Return of the Jedi, 1983. These films, fantastic cast, Mm -hmm. life-changing cast. We have uh, Sir Mark Hamill himself. Uh, And if you haven't figured this out yet, we are huge Mark Hamill fans. Feel free to come on the podcast anytime, Mark. Uh, Yeah, anytime. Isn't he from San Diego? Uh, they're, they, I don't know, I they know he was in Southern California, like but they got a street named after him in yeah. Oceanside and he went to it. So then Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, may she rest in peace. Alec Guinness, also may he rest in peace. Okay. I guess the next couple ones. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not make everyone rest in peace. <laughs> Sorry. Some uh, of them are still around. Some of them are not. Let's leave well, it Alex Guinness, Alec Guinness is not. Yes. Uh, Anthony Daniels, Kenny Baker, Peter Matthew, James Earl Jones. Uh, Peter Mayhew. Mayhew. Oh, sorry. Uh, autocorrect. Autocorrect. Um, yeah. James Earl Jones, kind of, his voice. Uh-huh. And a lot more. Many, many more. Many more. So, 
The original trilogy follows the story of Luke Skywalker and his crew fighting the Empire in a rebellion. Darth Vader and the Emperor are the main villains, and it's kind of like the light side of the Force versus the dark side, which I guess you should kind of say what the Force is. Yeah, absolutely. So the Force in this mythology is this kind of... um aspect of the universe that binds everything together and if you study long enough think shaolin monks or something like that if you study long enough you can learn to control aspects of it so you can if you mind control you can do mind control you can do telekinesis telekinesis. so uh, or without getting into the nerd terminology you can move things with your mind um you can wield a special saber called a lightsaber if you don't know star wars you know these that's their laser swords um, and if you are on the dark side of the force, you get maybe a little bit more aggressive powers, such as, um, you know, pushing things, force lightning, so shooting lightning out Choking. of your hands, choking people. Um, so it's kind of like these are, you know, it's it, you take kind of like these samurai ideals and apply it to X-Men powers almost. Mm-hmm. So should we move on to prequels or do you want to say anything else? Because, I mean, I want to bait people into why they watch them, but I don't really want to give too much plot either. Um, just that Luke Skywalker is the young initiate into this whole idea of the Force and what's going on. Jedi. Jedi. And you're following why is Luke doing this? What is his hero's journey yes. in 4, 5, and 6? It's all about Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. And many different planets, lots of different alien species. Very cool. So then we have the prequels. Um, wait, I guess before we go too much farther, too, let me say at the end, once we get through, you and I are going to go through what we consider pros and cons and stuff like that. So Okay, so I'll, I'll leave it for then. Yeah. So then we have the prequels, which is episode one through three. Um, so as this name implies, they are set prior to the originals, but they came out later. So we have um, uh, what's episode one is The Phantom Menace in 1999, then Attack of the Clones 2002, Revenge of the Sith 2005, these are starring Hayden Christensen, Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, Christopher Lee, Samuel L. Jackson, Liam Neeson, on and on and on. Um, and like I said, they're set prior to the originals, actually 32 to 19 years prior. Mm-hmm. I did look that up. Um, and it follows the story of young Anakin Skywalker and his rise into the Jedi ranks. Basically, in this story, the bad people are the dark side and the Imperial forces, um, and it's kind of young Anakin embracing the ways of the Jedi. Yeah, it's so Anakin Skywalker is Luke Skywalker's father. So Oh my pr- gosh. I, I mean, okay, are we going to just like Anakin Skywalker tell big stories? No, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> that's not giving anything away. Okay. That's like that's that you you learned that in the first Star Wars movie. Okay. okay. I know what you're thinking about. I did not reveal that. <laughs> okay. But um and it kind of... Uh, I think everyone knows that anyways. Like you, the big you one? Yeah, I mean, we we're won't not, say it. But, we're not say it, but I mean, I feel like... We're going to say it later in the podcast. Yeah, probably. No, we're not. Well, sure we are. Um, but uh, it, it also, you know, it's, it's at a time where uh, the dark side of the Force is kind of hidden. There's a lot of CGI. What? Yeah. Oh, I said for later. Sorry. We're saving that for later. <laughs> but if, if, in, um, if in 4, 5, and 6... You have these two established sides, and it almost seems like the Jedi is the smaller side. The good side is a smaller side. This is flipped. Mm-hmm. The Jedi are a well-established religious order with outposts all over the universe, and there seemingly is no dark side, Yeah, but that is not the case. Gotcha. Good. That's a good thing to add. So then finally, we have the newer movies, episodes seven through nine. Uh, We have Episode 7, The Force Awakens, which came out in 2015, Episode 8, The Last Jedi, 2017, and Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker, 2019, which was the completion of the Skywalker saga. These are starring Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver, on and on and on. Also featuring some of our favorite originals, including Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and continue. Um... So these um, follow, well, these are the first ones under Disney, technically, correct? Yes. Um, uh, so these follow Ray, Finn, who is an ex-stormtrooper, and Poe, a resistance pilot, um, in their fight against the evil First Order. First led- Order! Oh, my God, you just broke people's eardrums. You scared the dog away, too. I had to do oh it. Oh, my gosh, poor Finn. Um, he's being uh, Bill Weasley. <laughs> Actually, what's his Domhnall Gleeson? I forgot to say him. Okay, Dom Domhnall Gleeson. I never would have got that. Oh, I, I did because his dad is um, 
actually Mad-Eye Moody. Hmm. So, um, so basically in their fight against the evil First Order, who is led by Kylo Ren and friends, uh, Kylo Ren is Adam Driver, um, and this is about 30 years after the original, in the timeline. Yeah, and I'll say And about- actually, maybe like it kind of in real life, too, more like 40 years. Yeah. Continue. So the idea of this one is if in the first one, the dark side was gone and the light side was big, and then in the next installment, it was the light side is gone and the dark side is big. This is after the climactic events of 4, 5, and 6, and everything's a little bit more nebulous. You do have what would it, you would assume to be a light side that is strong, but... Um, but they're not really like but, that but many it's not, Jedi. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's almost as if there was a member of that party that didn't believe in it fully. Oh, okay. You mm-hmm. know, and then so you have that, and then on the uh, dark side, it's like everything's gone, and then out of nowhere, a super strong dark side arises that like stronger than ever. So yeah. it kind of follows of like these new set of heroes having to rise to the occasion and meet that new threat. I realized I didn't say any like directors or writers, you know, what? we'll do that in the individual ones later on. Okay. So, sorry. Um, so then we have the two anthology ones, which I'm just going to briefly mention. We sure. have rogue one, which came out in 2016. Um, and that's basically about a band of heroes in the resistance that go on a mission to steal the plans to the death star. Um, and this is between episode three and four in the t- timeline. Yeah, what I love about that one is, is it's the actually whole, really good. Yeah, it's good, but it was the whole idea of it was created off a almost throwaway line in episode four, where somebody says a lot of people died to get those plans. Mm-hmm. You know, when they were talking about getting the stars, uh, Death Star plans, and then they made a whole movie out of it. That's so yeah. creative. Why don't you say it's a Death Star? Is uh, the Death Star is a, that's no moon. Okay. Uh-huh. Get it? Yeah, but probably, I know this I mean, is, the I know this is introductory. The Sorry, I got to stop doing that. Uh, <laughs> is a giant spaceship shaped as a moon that has a giant planet destroying cannon on it. And it's Darth Vader's kind of like headquarters, right? Technically? It's the Empire's. The Empire's, yeah. total. Okay. Um, so then we have Solo, which came out in 2018, and that is Han Solo's backstory. Han Solo is Harrison Ford's character, one of the good guys, but he's kind of like a pirate, swashbuckler good guy. Yeah, very swashbuckly. Mm-hmm. So before we start talking about like the different options of the orders to watch the men, let's take a quick break. Let's do it. The Geek in the Streets podcast is supported by the Geek in the Streets podcast. And listeners like you. Well, not yet. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, Geek in the Streets returned! I was doing doing the music today. It's really throwing you off. I know. Wow. You looked at me like... (laughs) Roles reverse. I know. I'm I'm used to being the annoying one. Ouch. Uh, You are, though. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) So, now let's talk about what we consider the three options for the order to watch in the movies. I guess I will caveat and say you could go willy-nilly and watch them in no sort of order if you'd like to. Kind of barbarian Whatever. does something I like mean, that. I mean, I'm sure they're like, you know, if you watch them you, what order they come out on TBS. or. If you've <laughs> never seen Star Wars and you're just going to willy-nilly it, you can turn off this podcast right now and click Ian. unsubscribe. Ian, no, we need kidding. subscribers. Gosh, don't alienate the like... 20 subscribers we have. Thank you to you guys. We appreciate you. I do. I don't know what Ian's doing. Just unsubscribe, though. Ian, stop it. Sorry. Anyways, so we're going to go through what we consider to be the three options. I'm going to talk through them and then we'll debate. Three civilized options. Oh, my gosh. I should not have given you any reins in this one. Anywho, um, so... So the first and, and probably the most popular, I would say, is mm-hmm. to do them in release order. So that would be the original movies starting in the 1977, so episodes four, five, and six, and then the prequels, one, two, three, and then the new series. So um, so if you're going to do that, you do that, and then you'd probably do Rogue One and then Solo, if you right. were going to include those. And yes. I did include them on our list just because, I mean, if you're going to be completist, you and would do that. I think for most people... They'll almost always include Rogue One. I think most people are not going to be including Solo. We're getting there. We're getting yeah. there. Okay. Um, so that's the first option. So again, originals, prequels, new series, Rogue One, Solo. Okay? Then make, make notes, team, okay? Write this in your margins. Okay. So then you have the chronological order. I got that word right. I, I have been struggling. So I'm proud of you. Then you do prequels, Rogue One, Solo, 
originals, and then the new series. Interesting. Now, here is the order we did for our dear friend Tara. Um, And people are going to be like, you're weird, but I think it's working. We did the new ones, the originals, then Rogue One, and then the prequels. And we're probably going to skip Solo. Yeah. So as we start debating pros and cons, let's start with our order, because I'm sure a lot of people haven't done that. So again, the one that we're saying well, that we did was new ones, originals, then we're going to do Rogue One, and then the prequels. We're, yeah. we're in the middle of the originals right. right now. I actually think we should save that one, because I think we have like great reasons for doing it, but okay. this, this is kind of the, the dark horse. It's weird. Okay. I want to go back to the release order. Okay, let's do that. So let's start with the release order, and we'll kind of what, debate whether it's a good idea or not. Now, I will say, if you are a fan of film and you can go back and watch movies from like 1940 and appreciate it, and you can watch movies from 1960 and 1977 and appreciate those kinds of movies, then maybe you'd like this one, right? But I think most people, if you haven't, especially in the fantasy genre, or I like to call this science fantasy because it's not really science fiction, um, if you're not die hard and like already into things like that, I think the original might turn you off. Just watching the first one. It's a little goofy. It's a little hokey. I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. But I have the nostalgia attached to it of having watched it when I was four years old and so on, you know? And I guess another point you could make for it is if you want to experience it in the same order and feeling that every other person who has watched it did that's what you'd want to do you'd want to see the originals first and and then the prequel so you'd want to see it as the rest of the world did now if but i'm gonna have a feeling if you're one of the people who hasn't watched it you don't care about that exactly so <laughs> now let's go to uh why would we be against something like okay. that right you want me to go first because i'm ahead, kind of yeah. the one um well to go off your point the originals as even though they're a great story and i love the characters and i love a lot of things about it it's dated it's dated, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of things that, you know, as you watch it in the current day, you're like, okay, that doesn't, maybe that part, you know, wouldn't excite someone who likes modern cinema now. Right. Um, and uh, they can be, they're kind of long. The originals are kind of long. And uh, it can be a little, a little slower foot to get off of Yes. If you're, if you're dipping the toes in the water. Right, and I think also you would absolutely be impacted as a modern viewer at the technology and the way film and sound design was 100%. back then. So yeah. it feels old. Yeah. And like again, for me, that's such a pro. When I watch those movies, it's like eating a warm chocolate cake. It's so comforting, right? But that's because I have nostalgia attached to it, and mm-hmm. I'm the first to admit it. Yeah. Um, but for someone in a we modern audience, you might be like... There's so much ADR in the first Made one. Made even worse by the crap they added in later. Like oh, the, yeah. oh, God, the, the, some of that CGI stuff so they added in. What she's bad. referring to is in the late 90s, they, um, in preparation for the prequels that were eventually going to come out, they redid those movies with some extra scenes and added CGI to it, and it does nothing for the movie. No, um, it but, really doesn't. Do they still, are, can you still get your hand? No. Nope. Like, you can't? You cannot Unless get your you hand. own them? Yeah, you wow. cannot get your hands. They do not sell the original versions. Wow. So, um, but that being said, so, um, it's a fine order, but again, we're coming at this from a newcomer who has no interest in star Wars. I don't think watching the first one is going to get you. Right. So then you want to talk about the chronological order? Let's do chronological order. So this makes a lot of sense too. If this is a nine part story with some addendums, why not just go in the order that the story is, right? If if you're like me and you're kind of a completionist, um, meaning that if I read one book by an author and I like that, I'm going to read everything like Rick Riordan. I read Percy Jackson and I have since in the two years since I read that, read every single series, every single side story. Same with J.K. Rowling. I've read every single, well, okay, but she does some crazy stuff. But but most of the stuff, if you're a completionist, and I will say, actually, the last time that you and I watched the series, Mm -hmm. three years ago, four years ago when I first moved in, we did it chronological. Yes. And I think that's a good way to do it um, because you get more of a good timeline feel. Actually, besides our order, that's probably the way I prefer to watch it um, because you really get that climax of the story. You kind of get more background and it's the stakes are a little higher for me when you do it that way. 
Right. So the the pro of that is that you get to see this story unfold from beginning to end. Now, it's hard for me to keep going, uh, but do you have more pros? Oh, no, I was going to say cons. Okay, that's what I was doing, too. I was like, let's get to the cons because this is easy for me to get to as well. Well, so first con, I don't think those are anybody's favorites if you're like a true the Star Wars fan. Maybe, maybe they are, but most of the times, no. So one of the things that was so engaging about the originals, which I said might turn people off, was the technology at the time using practical effects and models. I mean, a lot of it's it really cool. Really, so the models are yeah, really yeah. cool. It felt really grounded, though, in like these things were actually happening. And then, of course, in the early days of CGI, which is probably what you would want for something like Star Wars, they really leaned into it. They didn't even have physical sets. They did like... It was the... When Obi-Wan's yeah. walking through the library... I know you're like, what are you talking about? But, um, you know, the entire thing is CGI. And it really, the technology was not there yet. And so I watch those movies and I'm like, wow, they're really, you know, held back by the level of CGI. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole um, Lord of the Rings versus the tri- uh, the Hobbit, Hobbit too, which is what we said. You know, it suffers from an overuse of CGI where it kind of takes some of the magic away from me. Um, another thing I think it suffers from, and a lot of movies that I say this every time I watch a prequel that's come out after the originals, uh, same with like Fantastic Beasts, even it's hard to watch something when you've seen the originals and then it's like you go to a prequel and suddenly all the powers are cooler, all the magic and technology is cooler. It's like that, okay, that doesn't make any sense, but sure. That's one of the biggest issues I have with the prequels is that the there's so it's like, okay, if Luke Skywalker is supposed to be like this kind of deliverance character and stuff, then how come every Jedi from the original was seemingly better? They could jump higher, they could fly farther, they can better fight. With their sword fighting more power. was ridiculous yeah. in that movie. It's like everything was better. And I get the idea, it was like, Oh, well, the Republic was better than the Empire. And that's why it's like, it's like not enough, not yeah. enough. It's just because the new toys and they were playing CGI with the new toys and, and they yeah. wanted to up the level of the movie. But from a storytelling perspective, they really should have held sense. back. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. It doesn't make as much sense. It makes sense why the newer movies would have that. That yeah. totally makes sense. But not, not, not if you're going to do a prequel. That but every single prequel, you're right, does yeah. that. And I have another um, thing is that. The way the storytelling was done for four, five, and six, there's a big reveal in five, right? right. Mm-hmm. Giant reveal. If you watch one, two, and three, that reveal would mean nothing. So right. essentially, in order uh, to get yeah, the emotional I mean, stakes mm-hmm. of what was going on, yeah. you can't watch it in order. Because when you watch it in order, it's yeah, so much know. flatter as a story. I know, story. but I feel like most people already know that. But I do agree with that point. That makes sense. Um, I will say that as much as a lot of people don't like the prequels, the ending of three is like one of my favorite parts of like any movie. I mean, how often do I quote that part? How often do I quote, hello there? <laughs> <laughs> it well, it's because Ian McGregor is like really good in that movie. He's yeah. very good. He's probably the best part of all he, the prequels. Oh, yeah, he's 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 yeah. definitely the best part of the prequels. So it's not Darth Maul fanboys. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anything you want to say before we move on to our order? Uh, no. I'm just trying to think if there would be any other drawbacks in that one. So if you're going new ones, yeah. Like my main thing is that you know the the prequels. Um, not being the highest quality of movies because the CGI wasn't ready at the time. And then, of course, to me, it feels a little flat storytelling-wise because that's not how the stories were built. Right. So then in our order, just to remind you guys, new ones, original, Rogue One, and then the prequels. Yes. So our reasoning was mainly geared towards Tara. So thank you, Tara, for inspiring this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Uh, because Tara wasn't much into the storyline, we thought, okay, let's bait her into it with a couple things. One being that the newer ones, you know, has the best graphics in a way that makes, that works. You know, it's not overly CGI. Right. It just works. It has best graphics, you know, today's modern story time. Uh, fantastic story, in my opinion. And Tara really likes Adam Driver. Yeah. And one thing to go back to is they learned the lesson from... Uh, the prequels relying too much on CGI. That's not to say there isn't a ton of CGI in these movies. It just works But they better. used the techniques from Star Wars and then would amp it with CGI. So they actually had people wearing prosthetics. And then if it didn't look good enough, they would CGI like the face a little bit, right? Instead of having a full CGI character. Same with the ships. They went back to using models. Same with the sets. They went back to having real sets. And so you kind of get the best of both worlds where you get the feeling 
of um, it's grounded, but at the same time, everything is fantastic enough. But it's it's dirty, too. Everything in the prequels was clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and so, I don't really... I can't think of negatives, except for that technically, you know, you're getting introduced to all the old heroes when they're old, so it's like you right. don't get the magic of it, I guess I would say. Yeah, but there is there is an element of, um, you know, there's this legend of Luke Skywalker, let's say, right, in these, and then when you go back and watch the originals, it almost feels like the idea that is paid off is paid off, in yeah. that, as opposed to where I feel like when you go in order, it's kind of nubbing off all right. those high points. Uh, when you go out of order and go from end to middle to beginning, uh, it, it you still maintain those story high points. I will also say that Tara already knows the big reveal. So Everyone that, already knows well, the big reveal. How come when I said that, you were like, I'm sure some people think. No, we're just trading off. Anyway, so it's like you didn't have to factor that in. She knows the right. big reveal. So, um, so, yeah, so those are the different options that we present. You know, we've talked a little bit about this, but we'll just kind of hone it in so you know where we're coming from. Um, right. Well, actually, do you, do you want to take a quick break? Yeah, sure. Okay, quick break. Quick break. The Geek in the Streets podcast is supported by the Geek in the Streets podcast. And listeners like you. Well, not yet. Help me, Ian. You're my only hope of getting this podcast back on track. And welcome back to Star Wars. Okay, so now we're going to kind of just go into a little discussion mm-hmm. and our opinion. So if, if you don't care what we have to say, you can you can cut it off now, I guess. But, yeah. um, uh, uh, you know, about the different movies. So first, I wanted to talk about um, Broad Strokes. Ian, which trilogy do you enjoy the most? Um, four, five, and six, probably. Okay, so the originals? The originals, yeah. Okay. Um, as a total series, I guess I'd say the originals because, well, I love the newer ones, but they have some flaws. I thought you were going to say the newer ones. And by the way, I'm not religious about four five and six. Um, a lot of people put those on a pedestal. There's definite flaws in those too. Yeah. Like, Ooh, I have to say something unpopular. I can't stand the master Yoda stuff. You get so (laughs) mad at me, but I can't stand it. You're right. That is unpopular. That's unpopular in this room. I I will say in the same vein, I can't stand the idea of the Ewoks. Oh, but we have an Ewok as our doggy. Sorry, Fenris. Sorry, Fenny. I'll have to post that picture when we uh, Mm -hmm. do this. Go to Geek in the Streets podcast uh, on Instagram. We'll post pictures of our dog that looks like an Ewok. So, um, but that being said, my absolute, absolute, hands down, 100% favorite Star Wars movie is The Force Awakens, and I will die on that hill. Yeah, The Force Awakens, I think, and this is me being on your side for your pick, is the most solid. It takes everything you love about the originals, and it has it in there, but it's done well in the modern method. And that is another reason I think you should start with it is just, I mean, you could watch that movie and just not watch any other Star Wars movies. And I think you could sit there and say, this is a good movie. It's got comedy. It's got drama. It's got high stakes. I mean, Poe and Finn and it's just, I love that movie. I quote it constantly. It's one of my top movies ever. I will, you know, actually piggyback on what you said again, and we didn't kind of like hammer this point in. Probably the main reason we chose our weird order that we do it in is because The Force Awakens is such a strong movie. It's like, like you said, you could just watch that movie and you'd probably love it. I mean, it made a billion dollars or whatever. And I'd like to say, I saw it like three times in theaters. And I'd like to say that, you know, the newer series, I would have said that it is my favorite series, but... It's kind of hard to defend some of the things. Like, overall, I like it. I'm not one of those ones. Actually, the more times we rewatch them, the more I like the other two. I agree. But, like, I remember leaving the theater in the other two and be like, oh, you know? No, and you were le- you left the th- in number eight specifically. I hated number you eight hated when we eight. saw it And this theaters. is unpopular opinion of mine. I don't hate eight. It's low hate on eight. the list for yeah. me. But it, it's not a, I hate this movie. No, and I didn't mind nine. I, there were a lot of things that I think could have been like done nine. different. I, I mean, I don't dislike it. Um, there are some grievances that I have that we'll talk more about when we do General the later Grievous, podcast. That's in the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Anyways, that's that was so dumb. dumb. <laughs> but, um, but that's why I couldn't really give it. Because 
you know, there's something, like you said, nostalgic about the original series. So would I say that's my favorite trilogy? Yes, but my absolute favorite movie is Seven. 100%. Okay. I know your favorite movie. Oh, yeah? Tell the audience. Epi- uh, episode 5, Empire Strikes Back. Yes, yeah, so The Empire Strikes Back is uh, after the events of 4, we meet up. And what I love about it the most is, you know, even if you don't know Star Wars, you probably have heard of a character called Darth Vader. And I always say the reason why I love Empire Strikes Back so much is because it feels to me like Vader's quest, where we got Luke's quest in the first one, and then it, or 4, and then in 5, it feels like Vader is the one with the plan. But what is the, you said, the best Vader scene out of any of the movies? Rogue One. Yeah. I almost cried in the theater. <laughs> no, you did I cry. literally almost cried in the theater because it was so cool. Yeah. And... Um, well, so, is the best Luke scene in Mando? Yeah, 100%. Okay, well, we won't get into yeah, it. Yeah, no, but. we said we wouldn't, but go, you should watch Mando if you haven't yeah. watched Mando. Um, and then let's say, just to be negative, let's say our least favorite movie. Oh, gosh. Uh, it's... Probably episode one or two. Yeah, I think it's one maybe of those. Two? I think one maybe from. I don't know. Well, one's no, kind one's of fun. It's like the first Harry Potter. You know, it's like a. It's fun. Yeah, it, but I mean, it's clearly one of those two. Yeah, I a also, lot of people will say eight. I disagree. Um, yeah, eight's low for me. Eight's pretty low, but to me, it's not in that like hard to watch category. I mean, solo it's, is absolute. Now we should less. say about eight. Eight was clearly they were doing like a what's more of a modern technique of flipping your expectations and kind of and um, didn't kicking them into the curb. It, it, <laughs> it didn't play. zero fan service, yeah. zero respect to the fans if, for a if lot of things. Seven was like here's everything you love about Star Wars. It's everything uh, you ever want. It's like and then uh, eight was here's everything you love about Star Wars. <laughs> And now it's dead. <laughs> um, I mean, Solo is the worst one, though. Oh, Solo is probably... Yeah, that's why we're skipping it. Well, it's still Solo, it, I just feel like another thing that... So many good actors in My brother and too. I talked about it, is that in Solo, they tried to explain every single line that Han ever said <laughs> yeah. in the movies. They're like, we're going to have a scene for that. We're going to have a scene for that. And to me, it's like life is a little bit more anarchic than that. You wouldn't have like the... Oh, all that stuff he talked about in Star Wars happened in one adventure, like that kind of thing. So yeah, it kind of cheapened Han Solo to me. Yeah. Now let's do this. Is a fun one. Let's do our top three favorite Star Wars characters. This is so easy. Really? Luke, Obi Wan, Vader. Really? But I might. I'm, that's not in order. Yeah. See, I feel like mine are um, <laughs> Luke, Poe, and Finn, maybe. Yeah, it's hard not to have Poe or Han Solo. On oh, that but list, no, but. let me say no, no, no. Let me say. Well, I kind of have to put Finn and Poe in the same like they're equal to me. I want a Finn and Poe po buddy cop movie. I know John Boyega is done, but that but like I would Winter watch. Soldier and yes, Fal- Falcon yeah, and I would Soldier. watch that so much because yeah. their chemistry is so good. Anyway, so let's put them equal, and then I'll put Luke, and then I'll put. Um, Obi-Wan, but like specifically Ewan McGregor. Okay, Obi-Wan. so let's go back. Because Alec Guinness is great, detail, but you know, there's not much. Let's do this. Let's detail real quickly the why. why. Okay. So Luke Skywalker, because the series to me is all about Luke Skywalker. He's the original hero, heart of gold. And he's Mark ma- Hamill. Made with tough decisions. He kind of created the idea of like that, uh, the Jedi in my head, all growing up. It's like Luke Skywalker inextricably tied to the idea of Star Wars. So that's Luke. Um, Darth Vader, it was a scary villain. He was huge. He was menacing, but he was slow, but commanding. He was never about the, like, cut your, cut you down to size with a million strikes. He would only use one. And his voice was so omnipresent. Um, and he was Machiavellian, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But at the same time, he was noble and he served his master for whatever purpose he could do. And, uh, how that story ends, you know, is very compelling to me. And then, like you said, you know, in the prequels, we have a young Obi-Wan Kenobi growing from an impetuous youth into a Jedi Master. Jedi Master. And I always say this, as much as Luke may, might be my favorite, the most effective Jedi for the entire series was uh, Obi-Wan. Oh, if yeah, you look 100%. at all the things he did from the beginning through the Clone Wars, you know, battling uh, certain other... Uh, important characters and stuff. <laughs> he had the most impact out of any other Jedi on the series. Listen, why don't we expand it to five so I can fit all the characters I want to say? So I'll get two going. more. Get okay, two more. You, okay. No, you get two more. Oh, I you get said two three. more. 
Uh, Han Solo. Uh, I do like Han Solo. He's uh, he's kind of that swashbuckling. He's mean. Do you say I love you? I know. <laughs> Those are our pillowcases, by they the way. Are That's how nerdy we are. Uh, very famous line, ad-libbed by Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm trying not to go granular. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Han Solo, uh, I find him to be a compelling character. Um, I don't know. I got to think about five. You go. Okay. Well, so my full five then would be in really no particular order. Uh, Luke, Obi-Wan, Poe, Finn, and then I'm going to put Kylo Ren in there, which was Ooh. not my original, but Ooh. I like a character arc. Yes, and okay. I think Adam Driver's great. So let me give my Don't reasons. Don't know why. I, all right, so I'm going to... Th- you, you're going to go, and you're going to tell us why you like and then Kylo gonna, Ren. We're a mess because we're Kylo too Ren is probably my five, but since you said it, I'm going to say Ray. Go okay, ahead. okay. Um, so just because I dressed up as her for Halloween one That's why. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so Luke, like you said, he is the... I mean, he's the whole story, you know? Uh, he, you just can't have Star Wars without Luke. And also Mark Hamill, like I said, I love that man. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I just love I love everything about him. So, uh, and then what else? Shouldn't even say that about me. <laughs> and then you, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, mainly for the arc and the prequels. I just think he's a fantastic character. Mm-hmm. He brings a. I mean, he is the best part of the prequels, hands down. You root for him. It's again an arc. It's a character arc, and I, mm-hmm. and I love watching a character grow. Poe is my favorite because he's kind of like. And he's kind of like a Hansel? normal dude. You know oh. what I mean? Like, I mean, he's a hero, but he's like how most people would be in the story where they get frustrated with when he gets frustrated with Ray because she wants to go do this. And he's like, OK, but realistically, we need to do this. He's also funny and he's a good comedic uh, break. And uh, I I'm, think the I've, first five minutes or 15 minutes of the new one, I was like, oh, this is going to be a funny one. And, you know, me, I like com- like that's why Ragnarok is my favorite Marvel movie, mm-hmm. you know, so. I think you gonna... nailed it when you said frustrated. He's a very frustrated character. Yeah. And he wears that on his sleeve because he's super talented. Yeah. He's the best pilot in the rebellion. And he's always like, we could just do this, this, and this and fix everything. And people are like, slow down, Poe. And he's like, nope, not going to do it. And so I love Poe, too. Mm-hmm. He's a great character. And so Finn, one of the reasons he's my favorite, what I wanted to name our dog, um, but we went with Fenris instead. Um, anyways, um, be- he's my favorite because he, again, story arc but he's this character who really just kind of at the beginning you don't really know what to think of and he's an ex-stormtrooper you learn a lot about the stormtroopers there and kind of you know their background we don't ever really get that before Mm -hmm. um but he just has a lot of he's grounded he's a very grounded character you know he's looking out for his friends and he cares about people and he's like a big warm squishy heart like but he's also very brave and he's also very good. And at first he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he just, he's a character you pull for 100%. I'd say even more so than what you were saying about um, Poe is like that the he's man? the everyman. Mm-hmm. He's the everyone that you'd be like, I don't think I'm as cool as Poe, but I could probably be in the same situation yeah. as Finn. Yeah, but he's kind of, and he's also kind of the glue that holds those three together, I yeah. think, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. So then my fifth one, Kylo Ren. First of all, I... Adam Driver, he's so good. In this these is my movies. favorite role of his. I know he does a lot of serious acting and stuff no, but like he's, that. He's I hope he wouldn't so be offended good. that I said that, but I love his Kylo Ren. He's so good. And his character arc, which I'm not going to say much because I don't want to spoil too much. I know. I want to say more really, too. Really, really good character arc to the point where, like, you love him, you hate him, you don't know what to think about him, but. The end of the day, he is a standout in each film. The ninth, the he's, ninth movie should be just called Kylo Ren's movie. Yeah, like so, I'm sorry, he's amazing in so that movie. He's the one. Um, whenever he's on screen, and I say this all the time when I like an actor, whenever he is on screen in those movies, you're watching. You him. only are watching him, and he shares screen with uh, Harrison Ford and stuff. But you're always watching on him. What is he going to do? Yeah, you know. So. I mean, he he's incredible, and I mean, yeah. We should have brought Tara in to talk about this part, but so who was your? Oh. So I was I was gonna pick Ray okay. because Ray to me is the face of the the new franchise, the hope, the hope, and the uh, new she's hope? been accused of being a Mary Sue. You know what that is? No, okay. you use that phrase all the time, and I have zero clue it's, what that is. It's the idea of like a female character that they want to like bolster up, so they just give her everything, right? And so if it's like, oh, give her the best machine. But who is Mary Sue? Is that like an actual character, or like they a, just say that? Yeah, it, it, I'm sure it comes from something, but I don't really know the history of it. But that being said, I don't really think so, because one of the biggest things that fans are constantly neglecting to mention when I am explaining this is that 
Um, Star Wars is all about circular storytelling. So what happens in the prequels, guess what? You have the same stories in 4, 5, and 6, and you have the same story in 7, 8, and 9. I'm glad you said that. I kind of meant to touch on that, but I didn't. That Basically, when I think of it, it's like each story is kind of a retelling. A it's, it's a, a cycle. cycle. There's always a cycle. There's always the dark side and the, bad, uh, and the light side, and they're kind of trying to even out the forces. But I'm glad you said that. Thank yeah. you. So um, the advantages that she gains, it's like, oh, she wouldn't be able to do that. And it's like, well, there's this little thing called the force, which is a supernatural ability. And it can give you... Her midichlorian count is high. Yeah. It, it, oh, let's not get into midichlorians. <laughs> but it can give you the ability to do things based off uh, itself. So let's say if it's like, well, she shouldn't be able to fight a lightsaber with so-and-so because she didn't train. It's like... The Force. Luke We've established that she either. is strong, weirdly strong in the Force for some weird reason. Um, so she can do that. So I find those Mary Sue arguments to be weak. And I think she's a compelling character. And I think Daisy Ridley has this like innocence yet conviction about her that um, makes her a great it's character. It's the set of her jaw. It's the set of her jaw and her eyes too. She kind of looks like, in a, in a, she's beautiful, but she kind of looks like a <laughs> this is weird. Like a little kid all grown up. You know what I mean? She's got very like young features. You're just saying that because that scene where she eats that <laughs> bread. <laughs> the little bread bowl thingy. And yeah. she's like nom 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 nom. Yeah. She does look I like a kid there. I always make noises okay. during that scene. Whenever she like bites into it, I go nom 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 nom. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Did you give a, f- a fifth one? That was my fifth. Right. Oh, who was your fourth? Because you only had three. Who was your fourth? Han Solo. Oh, okay. Han Solo. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. Oh my gosh. I'm like I you. I don't know. listen to I you. I might put Kyle Ren in there. Okay, one last thing for the favorites. Who's your favorite droid? BB-8. Yeah, BB-8, 100%. I do like the guy in Rogue One a lot, too. Oh, yeah. Um, K-P something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't know. You got it. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's wrap it up. There's one more point you wanted to make. Oh, the George Lucas point. Mm-hmm. So as we're talking about this, um, one would think, well, chronological must be the correct order because George Lucas thought of this all ahead so first thing we got to mention is that the newest franchise produced by disney they did not use any george lucas's plans and there are many people out there many 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 people that think that was a mistake right and this is what i want to say about george lucas first of all i am not one of those people that believes george lucas had a fully fleshed out well thought out uh plan for this entire series why well if you look at number four uh, he wrote it and directed it and right. And as soon as you get to Empire Strikes Back, he's already bringing in Lawrence Kasdan and other people. Wasn't to help there him. a different ending? Yes. Yeah. So on multiple. Yes. And there's been uh, and, and very much he's an idea man. And it seemed like when he was young, these ideas of how to like um, challenge norms were very good. And then as he got older, eh, they weren't as good. So um, people were trying to get the the him off the direct reins of Star Wars because let's let's be honest his ideas if you if you research this weren't the best and so then Disney is the one who takes it over and they hand it over to JJ Abrams who then does 7 Ryan Johnson does 8 JJ comes back for 9 um so I don't think there was a fully fleshed out plan and a lot of people will point to the non-canonical now book series and such but um again those were just made canonical by Lucas because he would say everything that is published is canonical. Um, so I don't. Why don't think you say? Well, I guess pe- people know what canonical. Canonical means, means that it's part of the story officially. Um, like there was the whole what happened after Episode Six, right? And people are always like, "It's so much better in the books, the Timothy Zahn books and stuff." And it's like that's great. And I've read tons of the Star Wars books. But, you know, again, I don't think you can really point to that. And we'll do a separate podcast on my favorite Star Wars books, uh, episode we? 700. When we get into the sevens, we'll start <laughs> doing Star Wars books. But um, I don't think uh, George Lucas had this pl- planned out from beginning to end. So I think it's okay to mess with this watch order and uh, find the way that you like it best. Yeah. Well, as um, as we as most people say, the way that you like to enjoy it is how it should be enjoyed are you talking about when we're talking about drinking yeah i was trying to make it work it was kind of not working the best whiskey is the whiskey that you like the way you like to drink it yeah but for star wars the best star Star wars Wars is 
the Star Order Wars. Order is the Star Wars you like, the way you like to watch it. <laughs> that didn't work as well as I thought it would. At least I you tried. You forget what I said. You shall forget what She's I said. She's doing the Jedi mind trick can thing. They can't see it, though. Oh, wait. When we get to those stories, I got to tell that story about when I was at Disneyland, when I was the coolest yet nerdiest Let's I've ever Let's close it out been. with that story right now. No, because if they haven't seen it... It's okay. Just go for it. All right. So I went to... Disneyland's um, Galaxy's Edge, which is their Star Wars land, if you will. I went without Ian, so sorry. I went with my brother and she his fiance, uh, my brother Jason, who will be on later podcasts, and his fiance Aubrey. And if you haven't been, and there's one in Disney World too, if you're our East Coast listeners, uh, it's amazing. It's the most immersive theme park you will ever go into. Like I was in tears when we went in. And so at Disneyland's, they have um, a bar, which you know Disneyland is. Not supposed to have alcohol. Walt didn't want alcohol, but California Adventure has it. And so now Oga's Cantina has it. And so I, you have to have reservations. This was right when it opened. It was still crazy. Uh, you have to have reservations like weeks We're talking in advance. insane level. Yeah. Like I don't know if in. it's as bad now. I don't think it is. But then it was. And I just wanted to look in it. You know, we were in the land. I wanted to look in it. So we walk up to the door, and the by the way, it's so immersive that the, the cast members don't have name tags, they're in full costume, everything's in credits, you know, it's completely Star Wars. So I get up to the front, and I was like, can we just look in? And the guy was like, do you have a reservation? And I was like, no, but we just want to look. And he was like, he was like, well, I'm sorry, I can't let you in. And so I did... Without even thinking about it, and I don't know why, I did the hand, the Jedi hand motion, I said you will let us in to look or something like that. I said, you know, we just want to come in to look. And the guy goes, did you just Jedi mind trick me? And I was like, yes. And he goes, all right, let's go in. <laughs> and so he let us in to look. We didn't, they didn't let us stay for a drink or anything, but they did let us in. And so in that moment, I was both the coolest and the dorkiest that I've ever been in one time. Well, I think it was the coolest. And that goes to show if you have not seen Star Wars and cannot commit a Jedi mind trick, uh-huh. then uh, that's something you need to do. So Give our watch order a shot if you're a new uh, fan of movies. Yeah. If you like old movies, maybe go in, uh, you know, order of release. And if you want to do the story front to back, do that. Let us know what you did. Yeah. Let us know what you did. Let us know what you think. And if you have any opinions or if you're one of those people who has a crazy order, uh, let us know. Find us on Instagram or on Twitter. We're both under Geek in the Streets podcast uh, on Instagram, Twitter. And um, our website, too. So on that note, we've been the nerds, and now you're in the herd about our Star Wars orders. See ya. The Geek in the Streets podcast can be found on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Find us. Now.